0: Welcome to another edition of the Culture Class Podcast, the podcast where we get to interact with people from different backgrounds and get to learn about other cultures. Uh, today, I have uh, Juveli. Juveli is from Congo, and uh, she's a musician, she's an artist, and she's dropping her first album, her debut album, later this month. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Juveli.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really honored. To be here
0: today, most definitely, we're glad to have you. You know, I was asking you earlier that is Juveli your real name or just your stage name, and you told me, "Well, oh, that's actually your name. That's a that's a very kick-ass name." And I know you're from the Congo, so is Juveli like a popular name in Congo Brazzaville, or is just like a name your parents gave to you? Like, what's what does it mean?
1: All right, thank you so much. Um uh, it is my actually my first name and it's gonna be used as my stage name as well, just because it it is unique. Um and also it's not a popular name in Congo. I don't know many people, Congolese people that have that name. Um, but my father came up with that name. He's always was always reading and very creative watching foreign movies, so he made sure that we had Unique names, um, but it derives from I can say Latin, Italian, and French. Um, don't know much of the meaning beyond it, but I know quite a few like, Latin, like Latin Americans, that have that name, but
0: not many. Oh, nice, nice. I mean, once you have a name like that, no need to have a to create a stage name. I think you're right. And shout out, <laughs> shout out to your dad. I guess you got some of his artistic side. And it says, would you. you say you got most of your artistic side from your dad, or your mom has something to do with it as well?
1: Definitely my dad. My dad actually also sings um, his, um gospel music. He does Congolese nice. music. I grew up singing in a church in a choir. Alongside him, I've actually featured in some of his songs. He actually released an album himself uh, where I have sang backup for him and accompanied him in some of the songs
0: nice nice so you know uh as africans anytime we tell our parents we're doing something other than being a doctor or a lawyer an accountant or something there's always that conversation a come to jesus moment where they ask you like are you sure you want to bring this kind of disgrace into the family name i, I mean in your situation i can guess since your dad was a was in the industry in a sense, in the gospel industry. Like there was nothing, no, no flack from your from your dad or maybe from other family members about your 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 career choice uh, when as regards music or something.
1: You are so right. That that is our reality as Africans for for sure. Yes, um, from my father, my parents mostly, just because you know they are Christian and uh, of course they want you to go into the same path. You know gospel music. That's what you're advised to do uh, when you want to sing. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I've sang gospel, but my inspiration was mostly about wanting to talk about a lot of things that I experienced in life and um, just observation of how things were going around people that I loved, myself. Um, So I wanted to share that. So I didn't see it as a bad thing to want to share uh, what I was going through. And I feel like God can use us in so many ways to mm. be able to encourage others. Um, me being a Christian does not stop me from giving advice or talking about other topics that we actually going through in this life. Cause there's some people that really need to hear that. Um, and always refer to God, of course. Um, so there's a way I feel like you can uh, bring God in a platform without singing only gospel music. Um, but yes, it was definitely, uh, a hard choice to make. Um, that I believe that's one of the reason why I was I delayed my career, wanting to get on stage and actually perform professionally because of the fear of possibly being rejected or being shot. Were being looked at, judged. Um, so it took me forever. Uh, I used to always write. I had notebooks full of songs, all my lyrics, my, all this inspiration, but afraid to actually take it seriously until just a few years ago when I decided to just launch a video on Instagram and see what people were going to say. And amazingly, almost everybody is supporting me, even my family. In a way, I feel like secretly they do. But of course, they would just rather have me do gospel instead. Right. It was up to them. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Is there any pressure? How big is your dad? Is there any pressure from like your dad being a well-known gospel artist or something like that?
1: He's not well-known yet. Um, He's well-known within his church and his congregation, uh, but not well-known in the Congo. Uh, But I still feel my dad in a way, you know, it's still my dad, you know. So he still has a big impact in my decision, my life, even as an adult. Um, but I feel like he's come to understand that sometimes we have to make our own mistakes and we have to try. And I'm trying to tell him that um, you know, you have to allow your children to kind of take a step, you know, in a direction that they want to go, still be there to guide them. I still take the advice, whatever they tell me, to try to make sure that even the music I'm doing right now, it's not so out there where I feel like it's not what I was supposed to do. Because at the end of the day, the, my inspiration, my lyrics, my the words, the the advice that, I, that the music that I'm doing, I've chosen to do is mostly to be inspirational in a sense. Uh, so I really don't want to get away from that. So that's what I've pretty much made him understand that, trust me, uh, your daughter's not trying to do anything worse than you think. So, so far, so good.
0: Right. I mean, I agree. I've listened to some of your stuff and even you sing in uh, English and, uh, you know, other languages besides English, French and the rest. And... I would say, like, I don't understand some of the lyrics, but I can feel like the Afro-soul spiritual, like I can, like most of the songs I listen to from either Congo, Brazzaville or the DRC, it's like, you know, very fast paced, like Fali Pupa, Kofi Alame, they kind of, you know, fast paced kind of song, but that's not what, like, I thought you were like from, you know, somewhere a little down south southern africa or something i didn't know you were like from central africa so that was pretty interesting but let me let me talk to you about growing up so um just for context you're from congo brazzaville right uh, and of course you have a lot of you know fans and family and connections in the drc as well but this is culture class podcast just for the benefit of our listeners who might not know that there are actually two Congos in Africa. Can you give a little bit of a history lesson there? Uh, I mean, you can go into as much detail or, or, or leave out some of the detail as you want, but just to, to make people understand the difference between the two countries and if there's a little history between both countries.
1: Sure. Thank you. Yes. So I was actually born in the Congo, Brazzaville, which is the Republic of Congo, which uh, is a French colony, uh, colonized Congo part of the Congo. And then there's the DRC, which is the Belgium colonized uh, Congo, the, the biggest um, country in Central Africa, you know, and it's the bigger Congo. Um, so there's not much of a gi- difference, as you can see, as far as colonization separated the two. We do share the Congo River, uh, pretty much borders each other. We speak pretty much similar, almost Every language we speak similar. Um, Lingala is one of our language that really connects us, especially with music and, you know, much communication, but there's all the other um, dialects that we actually speak. Uh, we eat pretty much the same food. Uh, we dance the same. Uh, we pretty much have the same same culture. I can say we're the same people. If you really look at history, if you go back into our sources, you know, uh, culture-wise um, before pre-colonization, we can see the connection there. So uh but other than that, there's not big of a difference. Um uh, I do have you know family in the other DRC Congo as well. My father was born there, so I really am um, connected. Um even growing up in Brazzaville, most of the songs we listen to artists are from the DRC. So DRC is really, really big in the Congolese music. They're like up forefront, as we all know. Uh, almost everybody thinks I'm from the DRC anyways. So it's it's nothing for it's it's actually I'm honored, you know, because they are the foundation of African music, Congolese music, Rumba music, Ndombolo. So definitely, I'm really honored. And many people think I'm really from there more than they think I'm from Brazil because of my style, the way I sing, the influence, and and it's not a surprise because, like I said, we are connected.
0: Right, right. And, and you grew up this uh, little girl observant child who, like, looked at everything that was going on around her, but for some reason weren't, maybe, I don't want to say it wasn't, you weren't given the opportunity, but you didn't just want to, like, put it down in your natural talent. So what did you do while you were growing up since you, you couldn't sing publicly? Like, what was Little Juvelli like growing up in the DRC before you moved to the U.S.? What kind of activities did you engage in uh, growing up in, in Congo, Brazzaville?
1: Um, growing up, I short I short lived. I pretty much didn't live that long. I left the Congo at the age of twelve. Um, so my my younger years were mostly spending time with family because my parents, our parents, were already here in the states. Um, they left when I was really little. I can say maybe I was, I could say maybe I was three or four. I'm not sure how old I was when they left. Um, oh, so
0: do you grow up with your grandparents or like other family members?
1: Well, I grew up with grandparents aunts, uncles, surrounded by amazing family members and on both sides. I had a I, I had an amazing childhood, especially you know Africa. Um you know we lived the uh, I lived in the best of both worlds. So I lived in the um how do you say suburban part of Congo and I lived in the you know I can say not a
0: metropolis not
1: the I you can say the not the yeah metropolis yeah so where I was free to run was free to just be me and have fun and play with cousins, be on the streets, you know, just have fun. I was more, I can say, a little bit of a tomboy too, uh, because I would play with my cousins or I'll go watch movies together. Like I literally did it. I paid ball, everything. I was part of it. Um, I just had a free childhood, really fun. Um, I really, really, really have amazing memories. And just being with family on Sundays, you know, in Africa, go to church and just the gatherings on the weekends and pretty much typical life, African life that all kids experience, you know. Um, I did have an amazing life until before I came here. Um, But I did still sing. Um, I was in a a choir um, at a French church. At the age of eight, I started actually going there, and I joined the choir until I came here. So that was fun because that was a great experience as well.
0: Why why are all great singers, why do all great singers uh, have this history of being tomboys when they were younger? Everyone from... I don't know, Tiwa Savage to Whitney Houston to all the world. Tomb- Is there like a connection there? <laughs> like being a tomboy when you're younger gets you to experience more things that opens up those emotions to then become a good singer. I don't know. Maybe someone in the university, if you're listening, you need to study that. And let me know if maybe. I'll uh, put my daughter in the streets so that she can be an amazing <laughs> singer later I mean, in life. That's
1: interesting. I'm just learning that today as well. That's quite, and, and quite I mean. a number
0: of, of you know, yeah. singers. Were where Tom was when they were much younger. I I don't know, but I I don't know what the connection is. Maybe someone needs to do the study there. Um, but but let's fast, fast forward a bit. So so you came to the US. Uh, what, what eventually, and you said you started singing like a few years ago after, you know, holding back for such a long time. What eventually was straw that broke the camel's back? Did you see like peers and people you looked up to like chasing their own musical careers? Could you just not hold it anymore? You just wanted to let all these things that were your head out into the world? Um, did you not want to live in regret of not pursuing that thing which you know you were destined for? Like, what was that particular thing that ignited that spark that made you say, you know what, enough is enough? I think the world needs to hear what I have to say and they need to hear it now.
1: Thank you for that question. Um, So yes, many, many, many thoughts, many things happened um, the past few years that actually pushed me to wanna go ahead and get in the forefront and actually have share my experiences, my music with the world. Um, So just growing up, coming here, of course, I continue singing in the church and I always sing in front of my mind like a typical, you know, artist, uh, most singers have done in the past, but I could never gather the courage to go in front of people to sing. Even when I sang in church, every time you ask me go, you know, go do a special, I'll get butterflies in my stomach and I'll like just panic. But every time I'll close my eyes, I was fine and right. And it would just come out, you know, come out really uh, to the point where people like, you can sing, you have the talent. Um, but so many things just happened where I was just going through a lot of pain, at times depression, um, so many things, many thoughts. And I'm the type of person, actually, as you see me, uh, if you know Juvelli, personally, many people don't know me personally, as far as what's inside of me, my pain. Uh, but I'm very, very outgoing, very social. You can meet me somewhere, you would think like, oh, she, she chats a lot. She must be like, you know, really, really open, right? But that is so the opposite. And I've bottled a lot of things inside of me and mm. nobody ever expected Juvelli to have a pain because uh, they always see me bubbly. Um, so I would just spend time writing all this pain, all these lyrics, all this experience, but I kept it hidden in this book, in this notebook. And when a few years back I had my daughter, I went to postpartum, a really bad depression. And that's when I started questioning my life. I realized, why am I here? What am I doing? I go to school. I'm about, you know, I'm in the process of getting my bachelor's degree. But I didn't feel complete. I still feel like something was missing. And I love to sing. I'll sleep. I'll get these melodies, these songs. I'll write it down. But I was too scared to get up there and share it. And I finally asked the question, why am I so scared? You know, why can't I just share this? It was bothering me so much, you know. Then the closest friends, my closest friends knew, that I could sing. And they've talked to me. Do you to go out there, do something? I was still couldn't do it. Get together the strength. And I think after having my daughter, it really woke me up. And I realized, you know what? I have to be—I have to do something with myself. I have to be an example. I want to show her that, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, what you've gone through, what things, you can still follow your dreams. Just take a chance, you know? And my dream was to always put on an album. I don't know why. I always wanted to put on an album. And that's when I, one day I just, that down and the song yoka actually which means listen in my in Lingala, in my language um i was going to something that hit one time and i just sat there and i started writing it yoka and then that's when it hit me I'm like i need to release album title yoka and my first single needs to be yoka because at that point i realized it's time for people to hear these songs it's time yes. for me to go out there and sing and share my pain, my experience, because there's so many people that are probably going through what I'm going through. Why am I so scared to put it out there? And everything about everybody, what they would say, like what my father would think, or anybody, went out the window. It's like I had this voice that told me, Javeli, this is what you need to do, you know? It doesn't mean stop your education, stop this, but you have this gift. It's time for you to share it with the world, you know? So when I wrote that song, I threw an acapella out there and then I got such positive feedback from everyone. And that's when I was like, you know, it's time. And I just ran with it, went into studio, started recording uh, the song. And that's how my journey started, you know, uh, recording most of the songs and just writing. And many of the songs in the album, I just even wrote it as I went. Uh, even all the songs that I wrote before, some of them are not even in the album because the inspiration was so strong. We kept getting more and more experiences as I was going, as I started my journey.
0: You know, that is very interesting you say that, you know, kind of like using music as an outlet, and wanting to uh, live a good example for your daughter to follow and, you know, some form of legacy as well. It's one thing to go through uh, depression and things like that privately. I mean, we all have our, you know, incidents of when we go through, you know, things like that, but not everyone is a public face, right? Like some people are just uh, when I go through myself, because I'm not really known out there, I can just be in my little room and color up for a few days and try to get myself back together. But when you're this, you choose to be a public face like a musician. Like, how do you figure you can handle when you start to go through things like that? And you know, you know, um, sometimes the public can be unforgiving. Um, they can be hypocritical. They can be you know, they cannot understand sometimes they they just expect you to be like a product that will give us what we want, deliver the songs, deliver this image, deliver this, you know, whatever it is, like, how do you think you're going to manage, you know, things like that? And have you had any um, incidences where, you know, even in this uh, few years, you've been singing where you've had to balance that? Yeah,
1: so I think the key is learning to still separate the two, uh, knowing that, this is a career that you're building, um, and you have still have your personal life. As much as I want to share my my experiences, my world, there's certain things you still cannot share. You know, you still have to have that uh, personal life. You know, private part of you. Uh, but sharing enough to be able to encourage others at the same time, to be able to still connect uh, with your fans and people that want to hear you. Your, genuine side of you you know because you don't want to come off as also fake you know like you're just doing this as a job you want your music to still connect for people to really realize maybe she really did really go through this you know uh but now in a way where you are exposing your whole life uh because you still need that part of you you know to be you you still want to be you you know separate that but it's for me it's been uh therapeutic music has been really therapeutic for me because it's a form of coping. It's been a form of coping for years for me, because every time I'll be sad or cry, instead of talking about it to others, people that didn't trust, that didn't feel like they had my best interests at heart, I went to my notebook. I wrote it down. I went to God, you know, I just let it all out. And the fact that I have this gift of being able to arrange those lyrics that paint into music, into a song, that's, an advantage to be able to use that to help others. So, of course, um, you have to also, I'm learning to build a thick skin, because, you know, once you become, you are now in the public eye. I'm not up there yet, but it's already, people to see you as that. So you have to now comport yourself in a certain way. You have to carry yourself in a way, uh, where you can gain respect uh, and be respectful so people can also, how do you say it? people can also give you the respect that you deserve? You know, um, people are going to say, uh, I think I'm saying that like, in a way, people will say things you have to learn how to separate what people will say about you as far as your career is concerned, then who you are. You can't just let everything get to you. I'll have you I'll uh, have examples where people have said, some people say, oh, you can't sing or she's forcing or she's this. Are you sure you write those songs and all that? And sometimes it can get to you. But you can allow that people's opinion. So as an artist, you have to take that as a, to me, that's a motivation. It's like your challenge to even do better, to even show you what I can do to confirm my status. So that's how I use it. Um, It's not been easy. The beginning was tough. There's times where I wanted to give up because it was like, okay, maybe people are not going to like me. But I realized I'm not doing this for those that don't like me because most people are not going to like you all, regardless of what you do, how great you are. Uh, Even if you're the greatest singer in the world, you're going to have people that are going to disagree. So I wanted to make sure that I was staying focused with my message to those that really, really needed to hear it and to not allow those, that distraction to get me off the, you know, the trail.
0: Nice, nice. I mean, spoke, spoken like a through African, you use the rocks that they throw against you to build, to build your home. You mentioned that music is kind of like a form of therapy to you. So if you want to assign like a percentage to it, like from one to a hundred, like how much of your being is inside your music? Would you say like 80%, 90%, 100% even?
1: I would say for my first album, I can say at least 80%, at least 80% of my my story is in there. You know, um, because it's a personal album, that's why it's only t- has seven titles to it, uh, seven songs, because I didn't want to overwhelm it. So I really wanted to be heard and kind of like an introduction of who Juvelli is, uh, what I've gone through, what others around me have gone through, and pretty much stating that here I am hear what i have to say um so it's it is pretty much 80 percent and the reason why i brought up we brought up depression because i also wanted to as an african woman first and just as a woman in general but mostly as an african woman i wanted to really sing songs of encouragement especially towards our women um in a sense of depression love um loving ourselves um and just accepting ourselves because it's not easy being an african woman and dealing with depression as we know most of our society or culture we don't really recognize that as an issue and okay so we don't really recognize an issue and it's something that's kind of like just kind of shunned and like in the back burner and we don't see when a woman's suffering we just see well she's gonna be okay and we're Portray as a strong woman, we can do anything. And you have many African women suffering inside. And depression is like the number one killer. And many women are dying in silence. Um. So my music really is to let that out. It's okay to speak up. It's okay to, to cry. It's okay to love yourself you know, accept yourself the way you are. So you're definitely going to be hearing a lot of that in my music and um, as more and more songs come out.
0: Nice, nice. And we look forward to it. Like, what will you classify the genre of music that it's like? If you ask me, I would say it's kind of like Afro soul, but that's just... My personal opinion, uh, you might have another another direction um, that you're leaning towards. What would you say is the type of music you do, and where do you get your inspiration from?
1: Thank you. Yeah, so that that is um, accurate. Afro uh, uh, Afro soul uh, Congo fusion Afro. Uh, it's uh, so it's a mixture. When I started, I'm a big fan of a Congolese guitar. I'm in love with a Congolese guitar. So when I when I started um, with the music, I all the inspiration I usually have, the key was to just reconnect back to my roots. And my favorite instrument is the guitar, especially the Congolese guitar. I don't know how to play it, but every time I hear Congolese guitar, as most Africans know, um, you want to dance. You want to get up and dance. And it has wow. unique, a yeah, unique sound. Unis, it sound just. It is unique, you know. But I wanted to make sure that was part of my identity. Um, even if I wanted to do R&B, I wanted to make sure that when you hear Juvelli, you hear her um, identity, where she comes from. And whether you know she's from Congo or not, you, you will kind of know by hearing my song, okay, she's has that, you know, that Congolese guitar was going to be the key uh, to make you know who Juvelli is. Um, so I wanted, when I first started, I don't really have... Um, I can say uh, specific. I didn't have a specific. Well, I have to only do beat, only R only Congolese Rumba. It's just when the inspiration comes, and sometimes it comes with a melody. It will come off. It can come off sound like beat, It can come off sound like a Congolese Rumba. Whatever the inspiration was, with that type of melody, that type of song that I uh, I was writing at that time. So then, when I started uh, getting in the studio, that's when I decided. You know, wait a minute. I speak three languages you know, that I can sing it, English, French, and Lingala, But I didn't want to only focus on one um, type of music because I realized, although I'm Congolese, I'm American as well. And as, not only as I'm a, am I American, I'm also an African. And not only am I African, I am Pan-African because Juveli has friends from everywhere in Africa. You can find me in Nigeria, find me in Ghana, find me in Cameroon, Ivory coast. I hang out with people from all types of uh, countries in Africa. And to me, that's like a family already, right? Uh, So I wanted to include a little bit of everything that I love. Uh, with the old school Congolese music with the modern music. So um, you will hear a little bit of Afrobeat in my songs about music. You will hear some Zouk, uh, which is kind of like West Indies songs a lot of French countries listen to that type of music. You will hear our Congolese Rumba, like the style, the Shadi Pupa style. Um, that is our, the authentic Congolese music. And then you also hear a bit of R&B, hip-hop. So it just depends on the inspiration and the type of song and how I'm feeling. Uh, When I'm singing it, the beat that comes in my head, then at that point we'll kind of arrange it to see where it's going to fit as far as what kind of genre that it's going to come out being. So I would say it's like a fusion of my personal like, my personal type of music that I like. So incorporate it together. To
0: make just like a its own unique sound. Nice, nice, and I and I definitely like when you talked about you know the Congolese guitar being important to you, uh, being identifying as Pan-African, wanting to you know include uh, aspects of your culture in music. I definitely see it from the audience perspective, just in your imagery, in your lyrics. Like I see you being deliberate about you know involving that in your art. Um, have you been back uh, since uh, you, you you came over? at 12 do you have plans on going back like how do you plan to you know take your career and also make the music popular on the continent as well do you have a plan for that
1: yes so i've not gone back since i came i've gone to another african country but not back home to the congo so it's definitely uh part of my project my upcoming project to really go uh, because it's gonna be a a big key to my success, especially um, with the type of music I want to do. So definitely Africa has to be in my plans. Uh, The goal is to, the goal was to release the album first. I wanted to have something out there already and still working on some other songs as well. Um, And um, I'm planning to actually go, um, hopefully, if God willing, this year um, to go and promote my album and to see if there's a possibility to gave more visibility you know to introduce myself to the music scene back home um and just to get more inspiration on who i am um the type of music i'm doing any kind of collaborations that i can get and um, advice and you know be able to be inspired better because i am already working on another album uh, but it's not to be released anytime soon the focus is this one but i've 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 held off so long that I have so much to say I have so much to share so definitely um I'm going I'm definitely going hopefully this year um to see um what more I can get out of that trip to advance my career
0: how how difficult is it being an artist in 2021 I mean like unlike maybe in the 90s or the early 2000s like attention span is so low now it's almost like Uh, You know, there are so many people doing the same thing, like sound changes so frequently. Do you feel under pressure sometimes that the demand for music is just so much and it's just difficult for a human being to keep up with that? Even though I know you're a talented songwriter and you have stacks and stacks and stacks of songs, just keeping up appearances as it may and being frequent, some people dropping like two or three projects a year. Like, how is it? How is that craziness being an artist in this day and age? Uh, Do you kind of like succumb to that or you just kind of like try to glide at your own pace and give your true fans a piece of you every now and again
1: Uh, you're so right there's so much going on in music these days than it used to be back in the 90s and um, also it's just you have to find your you have to work at your own pace if you want to do something that you're satisfied with Um, because at the beginning when i started as well a lot of pressure drop a single drop a single Don't focus on the album, right? It takes too long, too much work. And as much as I see singles are the thing now, and I feel like that's the difference with the 90s and 2000, everybody just dropping songs, um, like literally as many songs. And I don't know about anybody else, but as for me, I like to take time even before I can drop a single to really check my work because uh, the difference with uh, many artists, especially artists that are like songwriters, they write their own songs, we're very attentive to what we're writing because when I write my song, I'm not trying to write it just to throw it out there to make a hit, you know, or just get a bunch of views and numbers. I'm actually writing to reach out to someone. I want the lyrics to make sense. I want the message to come across clear, you know, so I definitely take my time. I work my own pace. Uh, There's so many times that I've gone to the studio where I was so excited to get recording uh, because the beat was so like, you know, so great. And the lyrics, just everything just flowed so much. And i would go in the studio so quick recording and actually tempted to drop it until I sit back and listen to everything. And I realized, wait a minute, this is not perfect enough. It's not good enough. Why am I rushing? Mm. So I will literally can go back to the studio three, four times for the same song just to correct, even if it's one tiny word. If it, I'm very, very picky with what I'm saying.
0: That's rare. That's rare in today's world. It's kind of like the artist records it, SoundCloud, straight up, <laughs> while he's in the Uber going back home. It's SoundCloud. Right. And if it doesn't hit, not a lot of people take their, their time with music nowadays.
1: Right. And, it's it's something that can be good right now you would think it's good for now but it's going to bite you in the butt tomorrow because sure. i actually made that mistake there's song that i had to take down so twice i had to take down like no Twice, yeah, because I rushed, released it, and then I actually had someone, a friend that listened to it that actually caught the mistakes and then reached out. Since I'm very serious about my work, I actually was open to listen to the advice, and I sent it to my... Um, the good thing I have uh, an engineer now, that I, an, an arranger, a son, you know an engineer, and then a, a, he's also a songwriter. So he has an ear for that as well to help me check my music. So when I send it to him and explained the mistake, he was like, you're right. We need it. This, yeah, this doesn't sound good. So we have to take it down and I had to go back to the studio, re-record it, re-sing it, and fix that thing. You understand? So people, you may not see that there's anything wrong with it and you rush to put it out there, but that same song can be the death of your career, you know, because it could be those people that really like your music, but then they can catch, you know, people really, it, I, I know we did say, um, Everything is so fast-paced, right? There's so much going on in music. But trust me, there's still people that love good music. There's still people that take time to listen to a song, the lyrics, whatever you saying. And whether they, I'm seeing, for example, me, I sing in three different languages, whether they hear French or not, or they understand Bengal or not, but even the, your tone, your your energy, Mm-hmm. make someone and change someone. Uh, for example, I had a, someone that listened to my song, Yoka, in, a, in Senegal, in West Africa. They've never heard of me before. They just got my music from someone. And they don't understand everything I said in that song. But they reach out to somebody that I know and say, I've been listening to this girl. This song touches me. So, oh, I know the girl. She started singing. Like, oh, my God, tell her I love the song. I don't understand everything she's saying. But I can feel in her voice, in the way she's singing, the instrumentals that this is something really personal and it really touched my heart. So definitely it's important for, an, as an artist, to really take your time uh, because the way I see things, right, it can take you three months to work on a song. It doesn't make a difference whether you drop it today or you drop it in three months. It's still going to be a song. It's not going to change, you know? You're so rushing to be like, oh, I need to drop this song, new song so people can hear it. Whether people hear it today or in three months, it's still going to be a hit, whatever it was supposed to be, it's going to be. You know, but because it's better to take the time to make it better, to know that you are satisfied. And we're never satisfied as an artist. Trust me, there's still things <laughs> I wish I could correct in some of the song. <laughs> and I still mm. listen to some, my song, like, no, I could have sing it better. I could have said it. No, maybe I should have added this word. But the fact that you can't sleep good at night and be like, you know what? I did the best I could. I went in that studio, I killed it. i I double check my work to the best of my ability and I think that's why I can still be okay with accepting the little mistakes that I have that I feel like they are there that other people think right. like you're exaggerating right so right. That, I think that's the key
0: you know, that's interesting being so deliberate about your art is there something um you you kind of like have like a grand goal like some people say they want to perform at uh, I don't know, Coachella, or some people say they want to win the Grammy, or some people say they want to perform in the presidential villa of their home country, or some people say they want to sell 10 million records, you know, d- these different, is there one thing in particular that, you know, as you start your career, we can come back 10 years from now, listen to this interview and say, say oh, this is what she wanted as the grand goal for her musical career and for art. Uh, what's that one thing?
1: My dream, once again, was always to release an album. If I can release more albums, will be better. I'm more of an album girl, like in, like you said, the 90s. I believe in working hard and taking your time and putting content that can last, not just a year, uh, but can last years and years, and it can be discovered by other peoples, uh, by other people, um, that can be discovered by other people, um, definitely mm. that will keep touching lives. You know, I want to make timeless music. I just don't want to make music that today is good and then it's forgotten, put on the shelf. So that's first, most, uh, first and foremost, what I'm doing music and to keep touching lives, to keep influencing people. And of course, all all work you want to uh, be appreciated, you want to be recognized for your work, you know. So definitely, a Grammy would be nice. Uh, but right now, I'm not only aiming for that. I uh, would love to uh, one day get to that point. Um, at that level, and collaborate with great artists that are out there that are have similar mindset, uh, kind of um, inspirations as I have, uh, similar goals. Uh, that would definitely. I don't have a specific artist, um, but pretty much where I can see artists that are kind of like similar genre as me, even if it's opposite, but kind of like we're bringing together the same message across. Um, that's what I would like. Um, so I'm open to collaborations especially in Africa um and I'm very open to collaborating with most artists um, but my end goal is just knowing that i've put out great music out there and knowing that someone out there is listening to me and is pleased to hear my voice to hear what i'm saying uh, to be able to have fun or cry along with me or dance with me or just enjoy um, what juvelli has put out there and make make their their life better something uh, change uh, in their life some to change something in their life so that's my my end goal. That's my, what I'm going to call, for me, that's what I see as success. That's my success right there. Um, Everything else will be amazing that comes along with the success, Um, you know, but it's not really about that, because if that was the case, about the Grammy, the money, the fame, I would have definitely started a long time ago, uh, for sure.
0: I hear you. I hear you. Well, we're definitely listening. I mean, you're on this podcast because we listened. And, you know, hopefully with this interview with the album, with things you do in the future, more and more people will get to listen. Uh, I like that phrase, album girl, by the way. Maybe that should be an album title. I don't know, just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, album girl what you said you're an album girl I like huh oh, that's I'm that's girl. an interesting word <laughs> that's an interesting phrase, album girl. <laughs> know. Like
1: phrase but, album
0: girl right right but thank you so much for coming on the podcast Juvelli's uh, uh first album her debut album Yoka is dropping April the 20th let let me leave you to to plug it you can you know where where can people find your music uh you know dates uh, other announcements social media uh, all that good stuff right
1: one. right yeah so definitely um be on the lookout for my new album um yoka is the title of the album it means listen in my language lingala and it should be dropping the 20th it's going to be dropping the 20th of april and um I am on Instagram uh, under Juvelli underscore LaPelle. La um, that's what I'm going to change, but just follow me. I'll keep updating you guys on everything that I'm doing. Um, Facebook, uh, Juvelli's Melodies, you'll find me on Facebook there. And my music is every major platform. So definitely Spotify, Apple Music, and we'll be launching also on uh, major platforms in Africa. I believe like, you know, Boomplay, Ditto, all those uh, platforms will also be there. So definitely, be on the lookout um download my music um stream it um youtube i do have a youtube channel as well i do have two music videos that already are yoka and tiktok uh two of my popular singles so far so um just just ready to you know to release more great music and um and see what's gonna come out of this. Definitely, I'm really excited. And I can't wait, can't wait for this album to be out.
0: Put on your seatbelts Juveli's coming. <laughs> I mean, we appreciate you once again on the interview, and we'll have the link uh, to maybe your Spotify and, and another platform in the description. So if you guys just wanna click that and and uh, uh, give Juvelli's album a listen, that'll be great. Um, as always, it's uh, Culture Class Podcast everywhere on social media. Thank you again for listening. Um, send us suggestions at Culture Class Podcast at gmail.com and check out our website uh culturalclasspodcast.com. Till next time, be well.